Hello, daughter. Hello, father. How the heck are you? I'm doing well. That's great. That's great news. Yeah, how about you? Um, pretty good. I have had a pretty successful day. We've yeah, got yeah. some things to talk about finally, which is exciting. Well, some things about me. We have plenty to talk about for you, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> But now that I have something I feel I can actually contribute, I'm pretty stoked. Right. Yeah. So, well, let's start with you. I mean, do you want to or do you want to start? I don't know. Okay, let's just start. I mean, let's just do it, right? Let's just sure. start with me. Yeah. <laughs> let's get the exciting news going. Yeah. I Well, so really all that's going on is one of my friends that I met through comedy is also a videographer and he's he's been trying to figure out what kind of created out creative outlet he wants to do you know because he was he was helping and filming a, some of our other comedy friends sets and he's filmed a few of my sets too um, which was really really dope but he won, wanted another creative outlet and so he reached out to me about brainstorming for a sitcom. Oh, like, cool. Yeah, just, just a local, I don't know, who knows what we would release it on. That's, we don't even know what it's about yet. Um, <laughs> but it would be me, him, and then one of our, at least one of our other comedy friends for sure would be involved. Oh, you got to start writing right away. Yeah, well, so I'm... I was researching, God, this is so corny of me, but I, I Googled how to write a script because yeah. I, I don't think you just write a story. I don't think the storyline comes first. You know what I mean? Necessarily. I think you need your characters and an overarching goal, but like to you can't just put the words people are going to say on paper before having people. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. You Not have to have the characters. Cast. Yeah. You have to, you have to have a character involved, like character development in mind. And yeah. All that. Plus writing a script. I mean, as far as I can tell, because I've, I've read scripts and, you know, I don't write scripts, but I did try to write one and it's, I've written short ones, but you kind of, you don't just write dialogue. I mean, you write the scene, yeah, you write yeah. what the scene looks like. You write yeah, how people. Yeah, it's like um, storyboarding like. and then right. even further into that, like once you get through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, so I don't know. I have, if I, I have a few potential ideas because we're, we're obviously going to be limited number one to like the casting of people right. we're going to be right. limited to um where it's legal for us to film so you know what i mean like we're not gonna and we have to consider covid uh we can't just be you know out here like going to public spaces like to a theater and filming shit anymore right. you know what I, like you know right. what i mean so yeah. i mean yeah, I don't know. I I was thinking that if it's a... We're also... We're kind of working with the idea so far 
of just being having our each of our characters just be exaggerated versions of ourself as opposed to you know i'm not going to play yeah i think that's a great idea. something uh, yeah but so i my main personality trait right now is that i'm a zookeeper but then one of the comedians is a card dealer at a casino and then joel the um the one who is kind of bringing this all together he's a videographer so it's like what are these three people doing to get like why do why do why do we care about these three people both individually and as a unit and then why like mm-hmm. why are they to, why are we watching them be together at all you know what i mean right oh well, i think i think you got to go with the with the premise like like there's got to be an overarching premise of how you guys got together. Mm-hmm, I mean, I, mm-hmm. for some reason, I think it was because of a time in my life. I, while I was on the road, I was watching some sitcom from the mid to late two thousands called my boys, which is about a sports journalist. Who's a woman who's kind of a tomboyish kind of girl. And she's got mm. all these guy friends but she, it's basically her struggles with having so many guy friends and being a tomboy and being in a guy's business. Oh, yeah, okay. But she also wants to be dating. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Which is a, that's a cute premise. I don't know why I love it. I just love the characters. Um, for one, Mike Birbiglia is one of the characters oh, in it. Mike Birbiglia. And, yeah. So, but you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, got to be something yeah. like that, that, that the premise is, is very, you know, it's easy to understand, but it's also rife with obvious pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. or not? I, yeah, well, so one of, one of the ideas, I have a couple of ideas that I wrote down, like, but I just, the thing that I'm having trouble with is I, I feel like I wrote these ideas down thinking they were original and then I can already think of a sitcom that has that plot kind of <laughs> you know what I mean or that uh-huh, right. arching, um, yeah storyline so like the first one is the three of us met off of like Craigslist or something to be roommates like we're just three random people that somehow found our way to being roommates and maybe the first episode uh-huh. delves into how we became roommates and then the rest of it is us fighting or growing together or you know what I mean growing apart or growing yeah. together or whatever yeah but then I that's that's new girl <laughs> that's pretty- oh that's but that's but but the difference is your occupations yeah for one I like think it, you can I, I see that but there's that's not that outlandish to I mean it's not like new girl I, I'm not gonna. Jess, I'm not gonna be Jess, and like we're not right. gonna have. Yeah, it'll be different exactly. character. Okay, that exactly. makes me feel better. And and you know the the main thing is too like uh, <laughs> your different walks of life and and like what you do for a living and and who you are as a person as opposed to the other person you're living with mm-hmm. that stuff will come up in your writing and that's going to be totally different from new girl. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not going to have the same thing. Okay. I mean, just the absurdity of a 
zookeeper, you know. Well, I, yeah, I, when I thought of it, I immediately thought of, like, you know, at, at some point after, basically, like, in an episode. Because we, I think what will be interesting is if we, if we're starting with the premise that we're roommates, like, mm-hmm. we can really, we can, we can absolutely have episodes that are about us, all three of us occurring like having to solve a problem together or it could Mm -hmm. be an episode could be about one of us more so than the others and the other two like come in to help save the day or you know what I mean like it and then that way we have different options yeah I think that's a good place to start okay you know because I another idea I had was to again have us be roommates because that it just makes the most sense. There's no other reason for us to spend that much time together. Other than like, what are we friends? Um, but well, you could do not necessarily a meet cute, but you could do a situation uh, where you guys meet, like bump bumping into one another or something. Some yeah. fracas happens where you all have to come together and you just become friends from it. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write that down even though. Yeah. That way, that way, I mean, it's even, I, I, I noticed, you know, I always thought of friends, the show friends as roommates, but, and they were, I mean, yeah. Chandler and Joey were roommates and stuff, but really in general, they were all coming and going from different apartments, you know? So, yeah, well, the other option I had was like us being roommates, but it would be we would have very little interaction between the three of us ourselves. Like, we would just be we would happen to live together, and it would maybe follow one of us throughout our day, or you know, it, it would each episode would be about one of us, and then it would end with us coming home and actively not interacting. Or you would have, <laughs> do you know, you know I what like I mean? Yes. And, and almost yes. to a point of like, like it, it could be like an episode would follow all three of us maybe for a mm-hmm. couple of, for quote, what is understood to the viewer as a couple of hours or maybe a full day. But like, you know, like if that's happening, like Manny and I could be like, well, I don't know. I guess one of us would have to be bisexual or gay for it, but we could be interested in the same person and not know it for a little bit. And you know what I mean? Like little things yeah. could happen that could be funny. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought that was an idea. And then, I mean, well, I think you should just, yeah, just keep at it. Keep, keep writing what's funny about it the the Each so it's you and manny and who uh joel okay yep. so it's you and two guys yep all right well that already is a premise you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. so so you got to think about that obviously you are not the love interest of either of those guys but why not that's that's funny in itself you know yeah yeah that's i mean yeah that's very true yeah i have i just 
It'll oh, be because you're roommates. Sorry, because you are roommates, though. Right. Yeah, if you are roommates, that's different. Okay, that's yeah, that's different than what I'm thinking of. Sorry. Well, yeah. or I. So okay, this is this is where it gets interesting. So I have an. You know how I feel about reality TV and how I wanted to create a reality TV show for my monkeys, which I'm, yes. I'm still like kind of working on. I just, no matter what I do, I cannot draw what I want to draw. And it's becoming clearer to me. And it's all, like, I'm getting grumpy about it. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, I think you got to learn to simplify and just go mm -hmm. with shapes until the characters come to you. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. And I'm failing, but I know what you're going through because <laughs> you're, because you're trying to to put all the this whole information thing together. exactly, yep. and it's like yep. it's it's not. I think it has to reveal your, itself to you through simplicity rather than you trying to put mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. the kitchen sink into every character yeah. immediately. Yeah. Okay, so the other option I was thinking was if we just have the same setting, like if if we're deciding, because that was an, another reason I was choosing to be roommates was that way we have like a a home base to film at and it's it can just be someone's house and we're not breaking any rules we don't have to be masked up necessarily if mm -hmm. we don't want to uh you know what i mean so right mm -hmm. i think that helps but what if we have the same setting each episode so it's like someone's apartment or house and then we're all three being different characters for every episode like it's just the it can be about an Airbnb and the people that visit that. Oh, Airbnb. wow. I like that. That's pretty cool. That's almost like a sketch comedy. Yeah. 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 And then it can be Changing like, it can character. really, I think that gives us yeah. the most freedom with our characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I, mean, here's the, I'm, I'll tell you right now. I know we discussed um, my recent casting as an eight year old boy. Uh, which yes. is proof positive that I'm very versatile, but at, same, <laughs> but at the same time, like I am, I'm my personality in general is not that far off from an eight-year-old boy's. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like I really don't know. Yes. I don't know. I, do. I don't know the other two's acting chops, but for me personally, I don't know how many characters I'm really about to be getting off. And you know what right. I mean? In a way right, that right. I am satisfied with uh, what's being, what I'm presenting. And you know what I well, mean? I just think it's... I do know what you mean, but I mean, it's a this bold is move. all just... <laughs> it is a bold move, but, but that's good. Also, I don't think you're going to know until you get into it and really dive into it yeah. and see what's occurring. And it could be magic. It could not yield what you want. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. You know, I run into that stuff all the time with my own thing, not acting or creating a screenplay right. or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, you just got to dive in and, and see what, what kind of comes out of it and what starts making sense, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And if it doesn't start making sense, then you got to try other things. But, mm -hmm. but, you know, I think I, it's just, I, art's just a weird thing that way, you know, yeah. you can't, 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, I know producers and, and people are always planning and they, they think they've got a finger on the pulse of that stuff. But I really, I don't think you do. I think for every, every. Bad art thing, is better than no art. That's right. And, you know, like I was talking about this sitcom, My Boys, it didn't do that well. I think it got canceled after three seasons. <laughs> and it's not even. Embarrassing. Yeah, it's not even anything to write home about. It's not like that great, but I just really liked the actors and characters. Uh-huh. And you know what I yeah, mean? I yeah. enjoy it. So what's wrong with that? Yeah, you know? well, and that, like, I mean, I think that is the beauty of the sitcom mm-hmm. and like why that sort of type, genre of show. I mean, you know, they're, they're so different now. Like, I don't know if you... Have you watched the WandaVision show on Disney Plus at all? No, no, I don't have Disney Plus. Oh, so. okay. Um, yeah, I, I really want it though, just to dive into those old movies. But there are there are a lot. Yeah, there's so much on Disney Plus; it's unreal. But basically, like when you think about a sitcom in when you think of Leave It to Beaver, that was that was a sitcom in the fifties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you have Leave It to Beaver and that style of sitcom. And it was a great one too. And and it's great. And then you move on to the 60s and I don't know, was I Love Lucy 60s? Was that also? Uh, Yeah, it was was more 50s, late 50s. Late 50s. 50s. But like, you kind of move on and then you get the 70s sitcom. Then you get those like the sitcoms I grew up on are those early 90s sitcoms where, you know, right. and it's just yeah. a bunch of like, it's kids swinging as their, as their name pops up and there's a little freeze frame. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like that kind of corny yeah. intro. Yeah, that was part of the 80s too. I mean, yeah. it was started with the Cosby show and mm-hmm. I forget what other 80s sitcoms there were, but there were uh, yeah that whole you know life is good and we are but then then you move into the 2010s which you know modern family pretty much took the (laughs) the cake as far as sitcoms went and you know their their um their intro sequence was very um it kind it would kind of highlight like hey these guys are kind of fuck-ups but they're fun you know what I mean? Which was a different, yeah. it's a different mentality than that 90s, 80s, 90s, like, we're a right. family, we get along together, yeah. we're gonna right. make it through. <laughs> <All right. laughs> See, you've already written the 1980s theme song. Yeah, I'm, I'm nailing it over here. It's, it's me, the musical yeah. genius, I don't know. <laughs> of, all, of all of your children and our family i think i am the least musically inclined i don't think so i think i think you're just i think you're beating yourself up i think you're i think i think you just would have to have the opportunity to express yourself well as you have in the past actually as i have in the past well i i guess that's more what it is for whatever reason i think maddie and zach have they kept up with their musical practices more than I really did? Well, like, Maddie might have. I don't know about Zach, but yeah. I feel Zach is just 
he's annoying because he has perfect pitch and we're, we're all done with him. I think we can all agree. That. <laughs> he just, he likes, Zach likes being talented and just throwing shit away and never really spending a lot of time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other than his career. I mean, he's very dedicated to his career. But with music, it's like, yeah, I can play guitar and he dedicated himself to guitar for a while and then he just tosses and you're like, yeah. That's good enough. Yeah, he's you know like, what I mean. And like, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, just I play. I, I don't play. I'm not the best guitar player in the world, but I've already played better than a lot of people, so that's good enough. Yeah, yeah. Boom. yeah. You know. I gotcha. I um, yeah. I don't know. I think. I, I guess Zach did dedicate a lot of time when we were younger, to, playing the guitar. I just. I see them playing the guitar maybe about 8% of the time that they were actually playing the guitar. So in my mind, that's, they were only playing when I saw them playing in my head. So then when I pick up a guitar and I can't just play it, I'm like, well, that's dumb because these other two. Oh, believe me, I feel your pain because I pick up guitar all the time and I can't it's, play it. I yeah, it's so annoying. I don't think our... But Zach spent a lot of time on guitar, like a lot. He dedicated himself to the guitar for about two, yeah, three years. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Poor father. Yeah. Sophomore year through through senior year, he was playing guitar just about every day yeah. for two That's hours crazy. a day at least, you know. Yeah. He was into it. And he'll he'll never admit to it. That's that's the part that's fun. <laughs> for yeah. I, speaking yeah. of musical instruments, I yes. think it is time to talk about your oscillator. I, I'm so sorry that I'm making you talk about this again, but I, I was listening back to the, what we had recorded previously. And I was just like, I'm, I was just barely nodding my head. I don't know what I was doing, but I feel like you were talking <laughs> and you're like, yeah, cool. <laughs> it was so annoying. I was like, I can't. There's I nothing can't. wrong I with that. Like, I was like, hmm. Like, <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought you were kind of just being condescending to me as I, a joke. I wish, I I wish like... it had been that well thought out, Dad. I, I, <laughs> I wish that were the, I wish I was just being incredibly mean to you, Father. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have this Hewlett Packard 200 CD that audio HP. oscillator, which is a piece of the HP dog. <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a t- uh, piece of test equipment from the 50s, the 1950s uh, military test equipment. And so, what, what did it test in happened? the military? I don't understand that part. Like, I guess it was, it was, you know, uh, pieces of equipment. Uh, as far as calibrating them, maybe it had something to do with sonar. I don't know, you know, for submarines mm, or whatever. Okay. But, but so what you have is, I think it's a sine wave. It's just a single note at a time with frequency, uh, oscillating frequencies, creating the note, electronic, analog, electrical uh-huh. frequencies. Um, so this is what it here. Let's get down. This is what it sounds like just by itself. Yes. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. So then you turn the dial. It's this huge dial. 
Kind of like a. Uh, I was going to say it sounds sound very theremin esque. Yeah, so let's, you know, so that's a dry signal. And you turn this dial and you get different pitches all the way through the tone mm -hmm. spectrum or the frequency spectrum. Let's uh, give it some. I think, yeah, I, th I guess I have some. Uh, some reverb on it. No, I don't hear it. Let's give it some reverb so you can hear this. Oh, nice plate reverb. Oh, that sounds like like you could you could communicate with with that. Like, communicate with what? I think not the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you have this pitch, uh -huh. and you have you know the opportunity to add. Uh, reverb or different things to to fatten or or enhance the sound in some way. I've got it. Let's let's add some. Well, what's called? I've got it in Logic, a DAW uh, on my computer. Let's add a vocal um, transformer to add some other pitches other than just the one pitch. Oh, okay. So you hear that one uh -huh. pitch, and then oh, now can you hear? Can yeah. You hear that? So, so that's, you're not playing anything? Like you're not playing another instrument that's plugged into that? You're just, that's. No, I've, I've got that running through a vocal transformer plug-in and I've, I've actually got uh, a MIDI uh, controller, just this little, little uh, plastic box that has some knobs on it that I can control the pitch. Oh. And I can control it from the dial on the oscillator as well. So that's, and then there's other plugins. Let's, uh, first of all, let's find. So let me find what I'm looking for here. Okay. Now let's add some movement to this. Yeah, let's sound. add some movement. Yeah. So that's just the oscillator. That's just the oscillator being played through. Oh. Oh. Okay. Was that distorting? No, I got it. I, that's okay. Pretty, it adds like an extra layer of something. I agree. That's really That's cool. exactly it. I don't know what it is, but there's, and then again with plugins here, let me close out of this project and uh, open another one. There's different plugins. This is one that's really kind of out, but I like it. Oh. trombones from hell <laughs> so that's that's literally the oscillator that's the I only can, kind uh, of trombone I, can, I know i don't know what you're talking about i can there's that's the sound of the oscillator but it's also played through a plug-in so it's got kind of a uh phasing going on there i can get rid of the phasing there that's the sound of the oscillator this is the sound with the phasing this is the sound with this low undercurrent 
this is the sound with another pitch uh, shifter, which is called bit speak, which is kind of like an old speak and spell sound. Uh-huh, See what uh-huh. I'm doing there? So that's that, you know, these are the kind of things I'm experimenting with, with that's- this thing. And I'm really yeah. enjoying it. I think it's really cool. It's kind of obtuse and out, but it's it's enhancing my quality of life. And that's that's what it's all about, Father, is enhancing yeah. quality of life because that's that's right. I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. I just think it's so. so cool. can I, you know. I don't know if this is silly, a silly question, but. Like, where do you put the microphone if you want to record? Like, how do you record that sound so that you lay track down? Oh, it goes in. It goes into, uh, I have a Universal Audio Apollo interface. So I just plug it into the inputs on the interface. And the interface is attached to my computer. So... I mean, it's it's got outputs, oh, okay. you know, like audio outputs, just like any musical oh. instrument. That's how it's attached. That's so. Are so. you are you whenever or I guess is I'll finish a sentence at some point. Um, <laughs> at some point, there will be an end to these sentences. The is Nashville pretty much back on like our live live shows happening again. No, no, I mean, I think city city winery keeps plugging stuff, but no, there's no I get yeah venues I mean, open. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's it's yeah, dead. The live music scene is totally that's a bummer. dead. Um, yeah, um, you know the Twelfth South area. I, mm-hmm. The restaurants are open, and you're supposed to wear a mask and. I guess in the restaurant, most people wear masks, but on the street, most people aren't wearing masks, which I found pretty disturbing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot, I, th- I think it's a lot of tourists. People are still coming to Nashville and hanging out at that area. And they're like, why would I? We're going to enjoy ourselves. We're not going to do. I mean, I think when they go into the restaurant, they put the mask on yeah. but as far as walking on the street. It's just weird. It's just, strange, it's you know? just. I mean, yeah, I. I don't know. I just have. It's. I don't know. I don't have a lot of feelings about it anymore because I just. I. Yeah, I know. I we li- we're strange. We're strangers in a strange land. Yeah, at this point, exactly. You know? I. It is baffling to me. I actually, I just went to Trader Joe's today. And I did, number one, is there a Trader Joe's near you? And do you ever go to it? Yes. It's, I don't, but I need it's, to. I've been to it, but I haven't in a while. I, this, this might be the next QAnon. So pardon me if I use this podcast to start spinning a ridiculous conspiracy theory. But I just... I just think Trader Joe's is a cult. Like the when people go to Trader Joe's, they exclusively shop at Trader Joe's and Trader Joe's doesn't carry any normal brands. Like it's all right. just Trader I, Joe's yeah. brands, which is fine. Right. 
But like I, I went in there because I had stopped at Target and they didn't have any um, vegan ground beef, which is a very niche thing to expect from Target, I guess. But mm-hmm. whatever. And usually I would go to Whole Foods after, but that was further away, and the Trader Joe's was right there. So I just stopped at a Trader Joe's, and it was so weird because people. People were all walking, like, in a line throughout the whole store, it felt like. Like, I mean... Oh, I think that's probably a rule, though. I, well, I but think... I wasn't, and no one corrected oh, me. You... Oh, Like, okay. I mean, like, people oh, were, like, following other people around the perimeter and then down aisles that they seemingly did not need anything from that aisle they were just in this weird trader joe's line and i was just like what is going on and i like i really thought that i was making a mistake but it was like it was one of those things where you know how there's like the perimeter aisle of the grocery store and that's Uh a universal thing everywhere but there were people yeah. lined up along the perimeter aisle in the, with their little carts and they would wait for the people in front of them to leave that area to go in. And it, I don't know. And okay. Some people would like pull out of that line to go down a real aisle. And then, but then you were in lines in that aisle too. And they were going like, if you were on the left side, you were going one way, but if you were on the right side, you were, it was like roads. It was like traffic. And then I, yeah, I, I was think, just running uh, around wanna... like a banshee. <laughs> I looked crazy. I don't. My my assumption, and I could be completely wrong. I have no idea, but I do know that the last time I was at Trader Joe's, which was last year, sometime in the summer or something, I had to wait in line six feet away from the person in front of me and the person in back of me to even get in Mm, the store. mm -hmm, Yeah. So then it sounds like, it sounds like they might have a rule now where if you're going to shop here, there's a line that follows a specific thing. And yes, there's probably people like you. That just disrespected the hell out of it. That, yeah, (laughs) I, I don't know. Oh, maybe. I mean, I, I, I definitely, will not shop at Trader Joe's if I have to sit in yeah. line well, and wait for people to make their decisions. Yeah, I, Trader Joe's, I will say, it is. it does seem to be the only store, grocery store, that I have seen enforcing a numbers rule because there mm-hmm. will be a line sometimes and they'll wait, you know, if you're, if it's me and Evan waiting in line to go in, they wait for two people to leave and they're like, okay, you can go in. But I mm-hmm. I was under the impression that once you're in the store, you're in the store. It's a free-for-all. Yeah, so yeah, you well, can grocery shop I don't know. the way you yeah. want. But yeah, maybe not. Maybe they are taking our freedoms. Who can say? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I have my own. <laughs> I have my own beef about grocery shopping because I just don't understand. I think I think people enjoy grocery shopping way more than I do. Yeah. I, think, yes. I think normally people, that's a day out for them. Yeah. And for me, it's exhausting. It, I just want to grab and go. I want to grab these five mm-hmm. items. Mm-hmm. And get out. 
but I don't think most people approach. People are so excited. I know. Why? They they make it. I don't know. And then and then the thing that always frustrates me, but I know it's just me being impatient. It's like people will will have like in front of me will have a whole lot of groceries, mm-hmm. which is fine mm-hmm. if that's how what they want to buy. They right. Can, you know, I'll stand in line, but they wait until everything's rung up and bagged to even start to even searching for the way to pay yes. for it. Oh. And I'm like, you didn't realize you had to pay for this before it got rung yeah. up, yeah. bagged, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. ready for, and yeah. put what in Yeah, what have the, you been doing? It's like, why didn't you what start you paying? Get your wallet out. And, that's just weird to me. Doing? I just, I know, I know, I know. It's just weird, but people, I would say 50% of the people that I run across and I'm behind at the grocery store, do it that way. They wait until the very last yeah. moment until yeah. they're ready to leave the store to even start searching mm-hmm. for their wallet. Mm-hmm. For and I'm like, do you really not? What, what did you just spend the last 10 minutes yeah. When they're ringing up all your shit, what are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) It's really weird to me. I the the thing that I run into is I don't fully know the etiquette anymore for putting your stuff on the conveyor belt, and I get frustrated Mm. because I think it's I think it's at Whole Foods where you still have to you stand at the at the last six feet apart sticker that they put on the ground and until the checkout clerk wipes off the the conveyor belt with disinfectant wipes off the screen of the card holder and then sh- and then they call you forward but nowhere right. like nowhere else or target will you have to wait to be called forward, but like grocery outlet and other places, you just start dumping your shit on the conveyor belt. And so I feel bad because I'll, mm-hmm. I'll have all of my stuff still in the cart or in my reusable bag. And then the person mm-hmm. is just looking at me like, why haven't you unloaded all of your shit yet? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I thought that you were going to disinfect the conveyor belt. And then they look at you like, why would I disinfect the conveyor belt? And then I say, because we're in a pandemic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 I don't know like I don't know I don't know so just why are we making things hard yeah that's strange just let me know I what don't... to do like if I if I knew right. I could unload my shit I would have unloaded my shit right and I I don't know it I just there's just a lot a lot has changed and people aren't aren't really adjusting that well. That's what I've no. learned is people are not good at adjusting. Like we all think no, we're they, a bunch of like they are not good at change and not good at yeah. adjusting. People around here are done with I just with uh, the coronavirus, I feel like. Yeah. I think they're just and I, I Which is a little scary to me because, mm-hmm. you know. Well I I mean I don't go out that much, but when I go out I wanna feel like people are following the rules. Yeah. Know? Well, that's the thing too is I I absolutely understand the feeling of being done with COVID and just wanting to get back to your fucking life. Mm-hmm. And I I get that and I 
I agree. Like, I truly believe, I, I don't believe, I know for a fact that my comedy attempts, like, you know what I, like, I was really into comedy, like stand-up specifically, and I was really (laughs) starting to ramp up, and then COVID hit, and I just, yeah, just put the kibosh on it. It really did, so I, I understand, but, like, I'm I'm adapting. I'm moving. I'm adjust. I'm found. I'm finding other creative outlets. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And mm-hmm. I still occasionally will write um, some stand-up premises just because that's it's fun for me. Right. Well, that's what this is going to be a cold thing to say, but I I feel like I feel like the people you and I hang out with and are around have are very imaginative people and have a lot mm. of imagination. Mm-hmm. But I think I would say on the whole, a lot of people aren't that imaginative. They're, they they don't like change and they, if something puts a kibosh or, or, or kind of goes wrong with something, they they're looking for for someone to blame or a victim to be yeah, victims yeah. instead of instead of imagining instead of being fluid. the world to be different than it was last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I mean that's my observation. I could be wrong and I, I know I sound like a dick saying it, but I'm like, you have to have I mean, imagination. Yeah. <laughs> well, is it a dick move? Because while you and I are both very imaginative people, like we're also riddled with the inability to do basic. Yeah. Uh oh, I lost you. Are you there? Hello. Yeah. Oh, I just mean. Yeah, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Where? we're creatives and so at least i feel this way maybe you don't but as a creative person i think that that limits me to to be able to do some of the you know like when i i have needed to make a dentist appointment for two and a half years and i just have not done it and I feel like if I yeah, had less because... imagination, I would be able to do that. But I just don't have the capacity to call, make sure they take my insurance, set an appointment, set a reminder for myself to get to that appointment. You see what I'm saying? Like there, there are certain. Yeah, yeah, that's all pragmatic, yeah, pragmatic stuff that stuff doesn't is interest just you. Not for me, and I feel like people. Yeah, it doesn't interest us, and that's a that's a shame. That's a fault I feel of myself. Mm-hmm pragmatism has no place it in has my brain. no place and, here and that's not good oh. I, I i will definitely blame myself about that that's the opposite end of the same mm-hmm. you know that's the other side of the sword sword as far as what i'm saying about no imagination right. yeah because so i'm I, yeah. you were saying that you were being really cold about it and you know and in some respects that is true like if you're looking at it from a creative perspective but those are the people that you know 
they remember to file every two weeks for unemployment. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right. They, right, they've got right. they've got other shit together. So like, that's I true. Don't know. It's just interesting that the rules that have been in place for years are okay to follow, but these new rules, they're like, I can't do it. Like it, it creates a malfunction. <laughs> they, they short circuit. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Well. Well, Camille, this has been lovely. I'm excited about this sitcom idea that you're tossing around. Yeah, with me too. And I'm I'm excited for the oscillator, and I can't wait to see what crazy wild things you compose. Well, I'm going to send you a four and a half five minute thing that I've Ooh. created with this. It's it's basically four tunes. You might have heard some of it. Uh, already but I think I've now got it in this like little little experience kind of five minute experience oscillator experience thing so I'll send it to you I know there's at least one or two things that you haven't heard okay yet, cool so yeah I'll send, send that to you and uh, yeah I really want to and I'm still trying to get it together on my end but I really want to be able to perform live with this yeah, setup. I yeah, just think it's cool, really yeah. cool and exciting and and odd in a in a cool mm-hmm. way, you know, it could and could lead to some cool things. So Yeah, I agree. That's that Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be great. Good things are happening. Yeah, we'll we'll keep at this sitcom idea. I start just start writing and start I mean you can find examples of uh of scripts uh probably sitcom scripts online mm, so i would say yeah, go idea. from there but definitely find your premise and your care i would say the over overarching premise should be as 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 quickly memorable as possible you know mm-hmm. three <laughs> three misfits you know from different walks of life you know something like yeah. that yeah okay and just, and, and then and then really dive into what the characters mean. And I think the humor will, will come out of that. Okay. You know? Yeah. I'll, I'll keep thinking on it. We're going to meet on Saturday. So I got to have a whole week to think about it. Um, Great. So, yeah, I'm excited. Well, well, hopefully they'll have, yeah. have, have ideas mm-hmm. too. So I think, you know, that's going to be, that's the fun of it actually is having a creative team like that where you're open and you can't get too married to your ideas. I think you should come in with your ideas strongly and especially the ones you feel strongly, but also realize that it's a team effort and there's something exciting about that. Just like there would be if you and I were animating together, Mm -hmm, you know what I mean? mm -hmm. You would bring things that I wouldn't think of. And, and I might at first go, I don't know about that, but, Really, I know that if we work together on something like that, it would it would turn out cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, Joel so is that's, actually he's that been getting great. into I think digital animation a little bit here and there. So, cool. Yeah, that was another thing I was thinking about. It could be fun. This is obviously something down the line to think about. But if if you know, I can just if we animated like a scene or two here and there just ran just for shits and giggles because why why not 
Or like, you know, like how Lizzie McGuire had a little cartoon version for, for yes, her. You know what absolutely. I mean? Just little shit like that. Yes. Um, absolutely. Or, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, I think we're running up on time. So. Okay. Uh, well, you first. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, my name is Camille, and you can follow me on Instagram at Marielle Camille. That's M-A-R-I-E-L-C-A-M-I-L-L-E. And this has been the latest episode of Charizard Chronicles. I'm your co-host along with... I'm Chris. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore C underscore D-U-B-Z-Z-Z. That's C-Dubs. Or at the official Pianimator. That's probably easy to remember. And uh, anyway, I enjoy my time with Camille uh, on this podcast and also with all of you. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, this is fun. This is good. We're back into it. It's happening. So. We're back into it. All right, baby.